Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're converting people one stomach at a time to what fresh food can taste like. You use whatever you can use and you respect every bit of it. You know, if it's in season, you use it. We need to study and we need to read and we need to know about our region and what it's doing before we can start putting things on dishes. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Quicksand Food Connection. Today I'm speaking with Yanni from Bernie's Diner in Mossvale. Bernie's is an institution in Mossvale. It was originally run as a cafe and store by Yanni's grandfather. And many years later, Yanni went to take over the business and he's now turned it into a American style diner. One of the really interesting things about what they do is that he makes his own pastrami there for his pastrami sandwiches, which is a really, really long process. And he gets into a bit of detail about it during the podcast. Yanni's a real character. I really enjoyed talking to him and getting to know him. And I'm sure to stop at Bernie's every time I'm going through the Mossvale area for a nice pastrami sandwich. So I hope you enjoy my chat with Yanni from Bernie's Diner in Mossvale. Yanni, thanks so much for being a part of the Southern Highlands cookbook. Um, no worries. Yeah, set to be a great project. And, you know, it's great to have a big variety of places. And I'd say that Bernie's Diner is one of the more unique places that, um, that we're looking at. Do you want to just start by telling us a bit of the history? Because I know that it's a very yeah, long, sure. interesting history of this. Sure. I'll give you the abridged version. So basically, um, my grandfather came to Moss Vale in 1925. He opened a cafe here called The Central. He only had that, that cafe operating um, for two years until he bought the premises that we're in right now. He bought these premises in 1927 and opened this shop called it Bernie's Cafe and um, and then when I revamped it in 2013 early 13 um, I changed the name of it to Bernie's Diner just to give it a fresh touch yeah perfect yeah and you can see on the walls here some of the photos of the old of the old cafe and the old shop and from the exterior and it's awesome to have that sort of connection to yeah. the space that you're in like this, yeah it's pretty unique for a lot of people oh yeah man it's it's amazing to think that my grandfather, you know, walked in this room and served customers just like I'm doing 89 years later. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And there's not a lot of restaurants now in this country that have that sort of um, lineage and vintage, yeah. you know, real family real generations yeah exactly yeah and i mean i guess the history of the southern highlands is 
makes that possible for places yeah. like a lot of places in Australia are so new there's new suburbs opening up and new people trying to do new things with hospitality and restaurants that it's it's you know you can't you can't repeat history like that yeah you know you can't go back so that's great to have um and then so you revamped it and changed it from Bernie's Cafe to Bernie's Diner and yeah. do you want to just tell us a bit about the concept yeah so I spent some time living in, um, in North America, in Aspen, Colorado, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and, in, um, and just outside Toronto in um, Canada. And um, when I came back to Australia, I knew that I was going to open a restaurant. I wanted to go into business and the opportunity came up for the lease on this property and you know, although a lot of people said to me that I was taking a massive risk, I didn't say it that way. I just thought, man, I want to do a diner. That's what I want to do because I have a semi-bartending background. And um, and I just thought, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to flip burgers and and talk to, talk to the locals and, like, you know, talk about whatever they want to talk about and cook food because yeah. they're two things that uh that i love doing yeah exactly yeah and if you're a bit of an extrovert and you like chatting to people you know it's it's great being in the industry where you can talk to people get their stories you know they can give you feedback and you can talk about their experience oh, yeah. here and stuff um what's the sort of what's the response from locals like then you know you've got lots of regulars that come through yeah absolutely man our, our business i reckon 50 percent of the people that walk in the door are regulars like i mean that I could tell you their first name yeah. and that they know mine and that they will come in, have a coffee, you know, shoot the shit and then, you know, they're here for five minutes and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. And um, when it comes to the menu options, the, the choices that you made for the menu and stuff yep. like that, following that traditional diner, American style diner, do you want to just yep. talk a bit about your menu? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So predominantly when I first opened the doors, I wanted it to be, you know, pastrami sandwiches and corned beef sandwiches. And that in my head was what I wanted to do because it was, um, a couple of the places that I went to, you know, the icons, Carnegie Deli, Katz's Deli, um, Schwartz's in Montreal. Um, I love the idea of just people queuing up for an awesome sandwich and we do do an awesome sandwich but just the way that our burgers were received it was immediate that two weeks after we opened it was like all right well we're a burger joint that sells pastrami (laughs) sandwiches yeah but um you know cooking is a great passion of mine and um making pastrami is a long um it's a labor of love yeah and i love doing it and um and I'll never take it off the menu no matter what yeah. and, but you know but yeah we do burgers we do pastrami and um, we do hot dogs so like they're three things that are staples I suppose on any diner menu yeah. and if you do you know if 
if you do a couple of things and do them really well, people will come yeah. for those things. Yeah. So we only do those things, but I like to think that we really, you know, we've nailed each one of them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And when I came in here for the first time, it was the pastrami that stood out to me. And yeah. I think the first time we met, I told you that my only regret is that I didn't order the largest, the largest <laughs> portion that I possibly could because it's absolutely bloody beautiful. Yeah. Um, do you want to just take us through the the process of making yeah, pastrami? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so basically, um, it's a sugar and salt brine, you know, which is the base of curing anything, really, sugar and salt. And, um, you know, there's a few added touches, fennel seeds, star anise, cinnamon, nutmeg, um, and we immerse full whole briskets in the brine for up to three months. Mm-hmm. After the three months have passed, those those briskets are cured, and then um, we'll cook them very slowly for a long time. So they get cooked at 85 degrees for um, 11 hours with in in a combi oven. So you can um, you can control the humidity in it very very carefully. Um, so we set it at 30 percent. So it's 30 percent humidity. 85 degrees for 11 hours and then when they come out um, they're basically cooked corned beef Mm -hmm. and then um, we'll rub the briskets that we're going to turn into pastrami in a mixture of black pepper cayenne pepper and um, smoked paprika uh, sorry sweet paprika and then um, from there they get a further four hours of smoking with um, American beech wood that's soaked in Budweiser to really get it smoking. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And that brings in that American touch as well, using yeah. um, using American beer and American wood. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it all ties in together. They use beech wood actually in the production of uh, Budweiser beer for filtration. So it's got a... Um, they all tie all the little facets of the recipe tie in together yeah awesome yeah and it gives you an awesome end result yeah and a three month process is definitely a labour of love and love and you know I can definitely see why people would want to come back to have it when you first when you first opened the doors how did you how did you start the the three month rotation did you you, you sort of we started it like two weeks before before we opened the doors yeah okay yeah because um, so the first briskets you know, it's taken... A, it took us probably a year to nail the recipe. Yeah. And um, the first briskets were only brined for maybe two two weeks. Yeah. And then we gradually increased it until we found the sweet spot, I suppose. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And to get um, a flow in the rotation of the stock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it'd be, you know, a tough tough getting all those logistics organized so oh, making yeah. sure you've got the right level of stock thinking three months ahead yeah yeah it's like it's like farming in a way you've got to be thinking about the season coming up the next batch all the time yeah you do yeah yeah oh that's really cool um yeah anyway uh you know the southern highlands i guess what you were saying before about doing you know a small amount of things on your menu and doing them really well like i've seen that through my travels in america and stuff as well and you don't see it in australia as much as 
you probably should or you could where a place specializes in maybe has a signature dish that's one thing and have a couple of things outside that to cater for other people but in america you see these places and there's lines out the door for that for that one yeah. special thing and yeah I'd, I'd love to see it more in australia you're seeing it a bit more now but yeah i think that it's a great idea yeah i think um like barbecuing american style barbecuing and smoking and burgers are massive right now Mm -hmm. and um it's on trend and um and when the trend tails off it'll be interesting to see which places are still maintaining those big queues and are still producing a really quality product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it must be it must be interesting to have seen this trend come through being established for the last how many years are we uh, Yeah, 89. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it must be interesting to sort of be doing that sort of thing and then to see it come on trend, things like pulled pork, things like pastrami, um, you know, special specialty American-style burgers and things like that. There's a lot of people... I've seen numerous places open within the last year or two, you know, specialising in American-style food and burgers yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, it's an interesting point you make to sort of see, see where the quality lies and see what happens in the future. Yeah, it is... It's, um, I, you know, we've been here for 89 years, as, as you said, um, and, but we weren't doing this style of food the whole time. Yeah, we were doing, you know, very, very basic um, Aussie country diner food, you know, the old mixed grill and whatnot, yeah. until, gee, probably until like the mid-90s when it was turned into a, um, a fish and chip shop. Yeah. And... Um, I, I think that there's a little bit more finesse in the style of food that we're doing now. And for someone who loves getting, rolling their sleeves up and, you know, getting in amongst it, I think this food is more fun to cook. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. Um, and so is it through the family where you got your original love for food? Is, is yeah. it being a family thing? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. My, my whole family is ensconced in the hospitality industry like my dad worked in hospitality all the way you know through his career until he opened a little hardware store in Surrey Hills and then um my mum's a chef currently and um my my older brother uh is working in Singapore uh, he manages restaurants yeah awesome. so like yeah we've got a strong family connection yeah. with uh with the service industry and with food. And do you do you sort of go to one another for advice or inspiration? Do you bounce ideas in between family members and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think, um, yeah, definitely. My brother's more the guru that we go to. He, yeah, okay. he knows a lot. He's got lots of contacts and um, just um, looking after uh, multiple venues and and whatnot you know i'm just like here flipping burgers one little shop in the country (laughs) he's you know in one of the world's biggest cities you know doing uh, very impressive things in fine dining and um yeah but yes and you will find my mum in the kitchen here on busy public holidays like i mean (laughs) mate like you know you can't um you can't throw away free labour, mate. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's great to have that. You know, a group of people around you who you can trust that 
they'll be honest with you if you ask them for an opinion or yeah. something which is great about having family that are in the same industry as you I've, I've experienced that in the past I grew up working in hospitality too and you know it's great to have people that are experienced in that industry to be able to bounce ideas off and that you can trust their opinion yeah that's awesome um just before we finish we shot two dishes today yeah we'll just have a really quick talk about your yeah, sure. firstly the pulled pork burger do you want to just tell us a bit about what's um what goes into it and sort of you know the flavors yeah sure thing so the beauty of the pulled pork burger is it's very sim- it's very very simple um and i've simplified the the recipe so that non-professional people can make it because yeah. I don't do all the prep myself you know it's it's the kids that work here that do most of the um, food prep and um, the recipes have to be easy and I find you know if you take all the frills away and look at the base the essence of what you're trying to achieve and the quickest easiest way there then for the most part, man, you're going to end up with something delicious anyway because you're not um, you're not messing with anything too much. You know, you you've got a lot of um, integrity in the the meat, the fruit and veg. All the flavors are s- still show a lot of integrity. So, um, with the pulled pork, basically get a whole shoulder of uh, of a pig. Um, just take it apart um, to four big pieces throw it in a big pot throw you know your standard aromatic vegetables in there celery carrots onions and um a little um and we throw capsicums in as well because it's very southern um and then red wine vinegar uh, black pepper and sweet paprika and mate cover cover the meat with um with water bring it to the boil on you know simmer for three and a half four hours and then cool it down debone it um, strain the cooking liquid reduce it to a syrup reincorporate that into the meat that you pulled off the bone and mate that's the pulled pork done and dusted that's it simple so yeah it's easy and if you're using good meat the, the meat's the flavour that you want. Oh. You don't necessarily want so much glaze in there that, it, yeah. that you can't taste the, the quality of the Ab- meat. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and then um, the we use our house um, dill pickle mayo, which is exactly that. It yeah. is a standard mayo base, eggs and oil with, um, with uh, fresh dill and... Um, blitzed gherkins through yeah. it like I mean and you pickle nothing, those yourself yeah nothing seemed like yeah, yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome um, and we grow the dill in the backyard yeah. no no we don't <laughs> um, mate we then throw on top of that um, just a really very very simple slaw yeah green apples cabbage red onion and carrots dressed with Russian dressing so Russian dressing's a f- flavoured mayo onions paprika um Dijon mustard salt pepper done and then um dress the slaw on top of the um just put that when each portion is ordered we 
reheat the portioned pulled pork on the grill just like you saw me do before and then dress the slaw for each portion yeah which is very important and then um and then it goes dill pickle mayo few fresh onions um the pulled pork slaw and then a couple of sprigs of fresh coriander and that's it lovely easy yeah super easy and as you say you know not trying to change the world but just doing things simply yeah Yeah. and making sure that everything's fresh everything's seasoned correctly and mate it's a winner you know you can't lose if you do that yeah everything fresh make sure it's delicious see you later mate that's perfect yeah done (laughs) All right, well, Yanni, look, we'll probably leave it there. Thank you so much again for being a part of this publication. My you know, pleasure. The Southern Highlands has so many interesting people that have interesting stories like yourself and some great food, some great producers, um, you know, good wine. And the people that live here love the region as well. So yeah. it's awesome to get to the support of people who are members of the community down here. And, yeah. And, you know, to have that support's great. So thanks so much for being a part of it. Mate, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Quicksand Food Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Yanni from Bernie's Diner. I really enjoyed talking to him. If you want to find out more about Bernie's, you can visit their website, which is berniesdiner.com.au. You can also find them on Facebook and you can find them on Instagram at badassbernie's. If you want to find out more about Quicksand Food, you can check out our website, which is quicksandfood.com. There you can purchase a copy of the Southern Highlands Cookbook, or you can download every episode of the Quicksand Food Connection that runs in conjunction with the Southern Highlands Cookbook for free. You can also find us on social media. We are at Quicksand Food on Instagram and on Facebook. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and be sure to tune in next time. 